0: Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We're going to kick this off. Thank you, all the attendees who are here with us this morning. So you've joined us for the Lead Through It live panel, and this is sort of the culmination of the last few weeks of uh, working with the rock community as everybody is relearning how to do church in new ways. And we imagine that some of these ways will stick, and some will go back to Uh, what used to look like normal a little bit when this is all over, but this is an excellent time for collaboration and we have really seen the community shine in entirely new ways uh, that it could. So we wanted to bring together some of the churches we've been speaking with to share some of the exciting ways that they've been working um, so that we can all learn from each other and start to share some of the things that are bringing success in each of our areas. So this morning, um, we are going to talk with um, Four very uh, helpful people in our community that you've probably all seen at one point in time or another. We will go through, the format will look like this. We will introduce each speaker, and they'll share a little bit about the things that they've been doing at their organization. Um, And then when we're done with that, we will take questions through chat. So you should be able to see a chat window um, on the side, or you should be able to enable that with a button. If you put your questions there, we will answer those um but we'll ask that you hold those questions till the end so we've gone through everyone otherwise we could be um having so many questions come through at the beginning that by the time we get there we could we could lose um some of those questions so do use the chat window um not the q a button go ahead with the chat that will be great and uh, that's where we'll answer all those questions so let me start out with a couple of quick announcements um one is that we have been trying to collect a lot of great information that churches are putting out and the information that we've been able to put together, the solutions we've been building for churches and put those into two central locations. So you will find all of that information on rockrms.com coronavirus, where we're posting about the tools that we're putting out as an organization. And then if you follow our blog and social outposts, you'll also see some of the community focused uh, content that we've been helping uh, pull together as well. So those are two areas you'll want to keep an eye on as we're learning more and um, understanding what it is that churches need to be doing to reach people in new ways. I also wanted to mention that you'll hear a lot about technical solutions today that are working in addition to ministry solutions. If you hear about technical solutions and they sound great, but they're a little beyond what your organization either has the time to focus on right now, or they might be outside the scope of what your staff um, is able to work on, we do have a great community of Rock partners. So I would encourage you to uh, engage with someone, maybe even for a, a short-term uh, help as you operate through what we're working on. Um, That said, we have um, a consulting arm of what we're doing as well and they're all fully trained on all the new tools that we've put out as an organization and we also have the capacity to help. So first let's start with some introductions. I'm Emily Foreman, I'm with Spark Development Network. John Edmiston is also with Spark Development Network. You've probably uh, heard us on a podcast or seen us before. We're so thankful that you've tuned in here. We think this is gonna just be a really empowering, incredible event today. Um, I'd also like to introduce Frank Grand with NewSpring. A little wave there, Frank. You see him in the picture at the top of your screen. Tyler Vance with Life Church. Uh, Chris Nelson with Traders Point Christian Church. Adam Hahn with LCBC Church. So these are our panelists today, and we have some really great things to talk with you about. Now we're going to get started with Tyler this morning. He does have a hard stop in a little while that he'll have to step out for. So, Tyler, we spoke on the phone last week and you shared with us some really exciting things that are happening at Life Church right now. And the way your organization has just positioned this as an absolutely incredible opportunity that's putting people at that intersection of where their faith is really important and they suddenly have more time in many cases, unless they're on the tech team at a church right now. Um, So you've been sharing with us some things about um, live streaming, about using social media differently, about the things you've been doing to help other churches. So you mentioned that that, uh, your organization has been stripping branding out of children's curriculum and even out of some weekend messaging so that other churches who don't have the same technical capability still have good content for their organizations. Just some really huge ministry opportunities. And what I I think everyone's going to want to hear about is how Life Church has been actually calling every attendee because that struck me as very significant that your uh, organization was able to to do that. And then if you don't mind addressing some of the internal effort categorization that you did before this even came up, it was on our radar that's kind of helped you guys hone what's most important and what to work on.
1: Yeah, you gave me, uh, thanks Emily. You gave me like a, a really wide bucket there, uh, to, to jump into. Thank you guys for putting the call together. Um, John, Emily, what you do with spark and, and rock RMS and how it serves the local church is phenomenal. And it's why we're kind of gathered here today. And I don't want to lose sight of that. So thank you guys for having us all, um, and, and, and putting together something for the community. Um, and ministry looks different today, and it's difficult, and it's hard. And we all are technologists, so we love that church technology is kind of the forefront now. But that doesn't mean that uh, we're not people-centric, and, and space between people is hard. And so of all the opportunities I want to talk about today, I just there are in the context of this is a hard season. And if you're in a place where you feel like it's a hard season, it's okay. Uh, You're not alone. And just to encourage you to lock arms with people around you. And if you can't lock arms with people around you because they're drowning or feel like they're drowning too, there's a larger community that's gathered here um, with some of that. But uh, we are seeing some incredible ways for the way that God is moving. Uh, A month ago, uh, Church Online was an expression of what the local church could be. And in many cases today, across the world, it is the only expression of what the local church can be and uh, uh, as far as we meet in a digital space. And so some of the cool things that we've seen are uh, 19,000 churches that have signed up in the last couple of weeks for the Church Online platform. Um, Last week, we saw over 6 million people attend Church Online um, and then we've, we've seen last weekend, and this isn't during the week numbers, this is just the weekend, we saw 31,000 salvations through the church online platform, which is just incredible to see what God is doing um, and the opportunity that's there. in our everything around us is about um, fear right now. And when people get a sense that their world is turned upside down, uh, thankfully, they look to, to God. And in many cases, invites are the easiest they've ever been. From a digital perspective, the barrier of entry to coming to church is the lowest it's ever been. We think walking in a building is a great thing. If you are unchurched or you've you know not been to church in a long time, the, the barrier to walking in a building is pretty high. And so we have such an incredible opportunity to invite people in to hear about the hope of jesus and that he offers that uh, especially in the midst of a time where there's seemingly little hope in the world um, and so uh, just a reminder today in the in the breath of that um, but from a from a technology perspective we're all trying to figure out what does church look like in a digital sense and so uh, a couple of the things that we've done now, you see us try some midweek services, trying to do kind of a stripped down version of what church is, just to kind of continue a touch point with our people. All of our campus pastors are utilizing social media in an incredible way. And because we have these campus teams that aren't running services on a weekend, we've kind of reallocated their time to call every person that we know has attended our church in the last 12 months. And so, just the stories of care and and I know that when the doors of the church open back up man, God's going to flood them because we took the time to pastorally care for people in a way that when we're running the play weekend after weekend after weekend, we don't always get the opportunity to do. Um, but at the same time, we know that there's some churches that are coming online with church online platform. They're entering a digital space for the very first time. And so, what we did is we went back and um, all of Pastor Craig's messages um, going forward. We're, we're, I say that give some grace here. We're we're trying it out. Um, we're stripping all the Life Church branding off of it. So we're basically recording our weekend message twice and putting that in a prepackaged church online instance for those churches that don't have the ability. They don't have camera equipment. They don't have uh, a way to record their pastor, so that they have. A generic branded message that they can get across to their church and continue to reach their church, have their own chat, have their own things going on with that. And so it's not a life church product, it's a product of their church, it's just using our message. Um and we also recognize that, man, one of the big gaps we saw was that church online has been around for 12 years now, but there was no online kids' curriculum. And so uh, we went back and in a couple days re recorded all the intros and all the places where we would have a teacher in a classroom do any kind of presentation and put that packaged it together. And it's available on Open Network for free download. Um, and so you can send that out, you can distribute it however you want. So you have a kids' p- curriculum for. Um, um, for your church to use. And so I, I know my wife and I a couple of weeks ago found ourselves, we're now our kids' uh, school teacher, we're the lunch lady, we're recess duty, and now we're their small group leader. Um, but it makes church possible. And I think that's really stinking, um, stinking cool. And so it's just the mindset of how do we shift opportunity after opportunity, see where the gaps are, and step into them as quickly as possible. Emily, you mentioned. A couple of months ago, we had done an activity as a team of just prioritizing the things that matter. Right. And so we actually did this as an entire organization. Uh, and, and if you're taking notes, here's two or four tiers that we put everything into tier one would be anything that's absolutely mission critical. And you might rethink what absolutely mission critical is um, I, I put it as the reason you get paid or the reason that your job exists. Um, tier two would be very important and strategic. There are things that might move the ball forward, but they, they don't, aren't necessary for your job to function. Uh, tier three is meaningful, but not vital. That, that means that it might be a good opportunity, but it might not be the right time to take that opportunity. And tier four is meaningful, but externally initiated and lower priority. These are the things that kind of are thrown across the fence at you. And, I know in technology life we have a ton of stuff thrown across the fence at us. And so what we did as a team is we had already been through and we knew what the tier one priorities for us were. So we kept those in play and we eliminated everything else and allowed our team to incredible to, to shift in incredible ways. Um, the data side of my team has shifted to open network and they're they're helping churches gain metrics around things and Our site reliability engineers, they actually moved off of all their individual teams and are focused on an individual product right now. And and so you see the ability to shift and move as a team where those are some really stinking cool ministry opportunities um, that we're in front of. Um, It's an exciting time in the church. It doesn't mean that it's not an easy time in the church. It's a hard time, but it's an exciting time where we're seeing God move in some incredible ways. And so. Emily, does, does that cover the bucket?
0: Uh, that's, that's very wide and great. So I think what just really stands out to me in all of that, Tyler, is the, the fact that you honed down to your tier one most important efforts. And that happened uh, earlier to set yourselves up for success as a whole organization. And then out of all of that, in the midst of this kind of crisis that churches have found themselves in, you're reaching out to every person. Your teams have been calling everyone who's set foot on a campus or attended that, that's in your database. And you're also helping provide for the big C church and the duality of both of those having top priority and having so many people's efforts immediately focused to them, I think says really great things.
1: Yeah. We're still a local church. Um, and, and technology doesn't, technology
0: enables that, but it doesn't eliminate that. Yeah. That's incredible. Thank you. Uh, let's talk to Frank. So Frank, at NewSpring, we've seen some really cool things happen that you guys have done lately. So a lot of churches are talking about things like how to get my service um, into uh, up on the web live streaming. How do I get live streaming services? And NewSpring, in fact, has pivoted entirely the other direction and has some new things that that you've been doing on the front of breaking up your messaging differently, how you offer your services how you've re-envisioned your homepage, in fact, to be the center for uh, services. Um, and so we'd love to hear more from you about what some of those strategies and directions are. Um, and also the very interesting fact that you were able to scale up your server right before all of this hit. Another interesting thing that, like Life Church had done prioritizing, you had done thinking ahead about server performance and the timing of that was pretty good as well.
2: Yeah, um, I guess let me start by saying Pastor Vance. I think he looked at all my notes from the very beginning stuff. So all of those great pastoral things that he said, I was going to say them. But um, thank you, Tyler, for leading the way in that. Um, But, yeah, so I guess speaking to the – I I won't take credit for the creative decisions that our team has made because, I mean, they've been fantastic. But I can speak to kind of – my understanding of the thought process that went behind it. And so, yeah, that first Sunday, and I know going into the kind of the crisis, different parts of the country were in different parts of the thing, but we were, we were a church that kind of said, I think on, on like a Wednesday and Thursday, we said, Hey, no, we're still going to, like this was three weeks ago, I guess we're still going to have church this week. Um, And so we'd kind of said, well, what should we prepare? What shouldn't we? And again, we'd kind of looked at, all right, let's make sure we can crank up our, our server instances just in case. But that first week was literally a Friday at, you know, whatever o'clock in the afternoon of, okay, Hey, we're actually going to go online. So thankfully, I mean, we, we had an online presence already. So there, there wasn't a whole lot of um, craziness for us that first week, other than it was kind of an empty auditorium. Um, actually a lot of our staff were there, which raised a lot of questions of, Hey, I thought we weren't supposed to meet. Why, well, you know, but we had some staff there to help, but, but pretty quickly kind of realized If work from home was going to be a thing, and and if for sure it was going to be a longer period of, um, you know, not being able to gather on a Sunday, we kind of thought through, well, what can we do to make, to still make this excellent? So one of our core values is, I mean, we want our gatherings to be the best experience of the week. So whether that's virtually, whether that's in person, I mean, I know that's just, that's just the tenant that our creative teams always try to hold. So we went to on-demand, and you know, I know at least from the technical side that that's way less complicated. You know, we didn't have to worry about sim live and how to how to set that up and which one we record and how do we process all that. The message was pre-recorded, and anybody could watch it at any point. One of the questions we had was, how are people going to react to that change? You know, so it's not like a hey, I have to log in at nine fifteen or eleven fifteen or whatever it is to watch. Um, and I don't know that we've collected a ton of data, but at least the data that the subjective data that I've heard is people have really liked, oh, hey, whether it's 859 or 926, like I can start it whenever my family's ready to start and we, we can get the entire message. So at least initially, I don't think we have any plans of going away from on demand. Um, and it's and it seems to be working out really well. Um, another piece of that was and so we're, we're kind of we're we're branding everything like new spring at home. I mean, that's the idea, like, hey, we're still going to do church, you know, it's just going to be at home. So that, that's kind of our branding is everything's new spring at home. So, again, going, going back to I can't keep praises enough on our creative team and our teaching teams of, um, and I, you know, I'd love to take credit, but can't where, you know, they're saying, hey, well, let's let's take one of our spaces. And it's actually our volunteer headquarters areas where the film, they do the filming now, which already had a lot of soft seating and kind of had a living room feel. And they made a quick little kind of mock studio Um, and we do a worship set in there. Um, So, I mean, again, I don't I think it's just that idea of we're going all in on this aspect of it's new spring at home. And so we want it to look like it would be at home. Um, They even tried something different that I wasn't even aware of until until the first service came out. But the sermon is, is structured differently. So it's not just a straight, you know, 20, 30, 40 minute sermon. Um, it's kind of broken up into chunks and then we kind of even put a little okay hey pause pause the video and now discuss this which the first week i'll admit was kind of strange it was just me and my wife and it was like hearing the message and it's like we'll talk about that And so we kind of like okay we talked about it but now kind of week three is last week it was really kind of cool to know that that was coming take an opportunity to you know we would discuss the sermon maybe after church on the way home or something prior but having a spot in the middle um so i think we're hoping that that's that's just the way to better engage and again kind of make it feel like this is just church it's just church at home um, trying to look through yeah our, you mentioned our website so you know one of the goals previous to all this kind of our main goals for our, our external website um where we wanted people to find our locations we wanted people to find our physical locations and watch previous sermons so kind of everything was driven around those two things and so we kind of made a switch of we want to make it really easy for people to do new spring at home so our homepage now is where we want to try to direct everybody and, and the idea is everything that you would need to experience new spring at home you start on our homepage. and so for us that's you know that again that's a click uh, or that's a button on at, that sunday will pop up the sermon message our, few ser- our youth services on Wednesday, you know, there's a button for that. There's resources for parents. There's our Kids Spring page. And so Tyler mentioned the great stuff that they're doing Kids Spring-wise. That, that's a huge ministry for us. We've, um, you know, we develop all of our own kids' ministry, uh, give it away to churches for free, both on our site and on the open network at Life Church, um, And that's been a cool area where in the past, kind of the way our kids' ministry works is it's, you know, in person, they have like a large group lesson, which is live acting a little bit, and then like a video message, and then their small group curriculum. And so previous to this, that was kind of how our resources were distributed. You had video lessons, and you had like music videos and stuff that we also produce. What they what what KidSpring was able to, to do pretty quickly was, our, the series we're in, we call it best, the current series we call it Best Day Ever. It was our Easter series. So they quickly pivoted and said, all right, now we're, we're gonna create a new series called Best Day Ever at Home. And they actually reshot all of the things that would have been live in person and we packaged it up. Now it's just, hey, here's the preschool set and here's the elementary set. And then there's um, like Tyler's mentioned too, it's been cool. We, we're putting out like parent guides, you know, which is I think in, in you know in person, that would be like the small group leader guide we're equipping parents, um, to try to do that too. I haven't, I haven't been as brave to try to go through that list yet. It's kind of just been, Hey kids, watch the video and let me know if there's any questions, but, but we're working on it. We're working on, it. um, trying to think, So that, that. That's been kind of the biggest, the biggest initial shifts we made in. Yeah. You mentioned, um, that first week, um, we spent a lot of time with, with the sparkability group, making sure to, um, get our pages as efficient as possible. Cause you know, our, our website, our external website is now in rock. We did that last year. And we knew we had some performance things that we wanted to clean up. This was a great opportunity and a, and a very close deadline of like, all right, we're expecting a whole lot of traffic on Sunday. So we were able to uh, reprioritize some of the things we had and, uh, and get our website performing as well as we can. So those are kind of been the initial technical things that we've kind of shifted to. And, and so far it's been working great. We've had um, great interactions. Uh, another thing we did um, we're, we're also doing daily content and then we're calling it new spring daily. So we have a, um, we have a, a daily devotion list that we send out through text. I mean, we, it goes out to about 11,000 people every morning. And traditionally, that's kind of a, a, de, a, a traditional devotional series. But in this week, it wound up working out to where we had like three or four days, of whatever series we were in before. And now each morning that daily devotion or the, I'm sorry, the new spring daily gets texted out to 11,000 people. And again, just sends them right back to the website or in, in, in our app, it opens up in their app. And it's a, it's a four to seven minute video from one of our teaching pastors. Um, and that, that kind of stuff we can film ahead of time. And I think they do, um, I'm seeing them, I think they film three or four at a time. Our Sunday sermons, we still try to not get too far ahead because everyone's situation kind of changes by the day. We want to make sure our teaching team wants to make sure that we can speak to an issue when when we need to for the people. So it's not like we have all the next eight weeks of our Sunday sermons already already recorded. But I think that was everything, Emily, you mentioned the first time, but I think that's kind of how we've we've tried to attack it so far.
0: Yes, I think that's that's a great summary and thanks for sharing that, Frank. It's been interesting to see how uniquely that your creative teams and your leadership teams and your tech teams have focused things a little bit different than other churches and it seems to be having great success. So for those of you who haven't seen that homepage, completely reenvisioned Church on Demand, that you should check out at newspring.cc. Is that correct? Is that your? Great. All right. Um, let's talk with adam next adam um at lcbc i think we could describe your uh culture as being really uniquely attendance based um and that's one thing that maybe not every church has in common with yours but has been something that you've had to then pivot on because attendance means something different now um and it's something that you needed to focus on it from a very early stage where many others are starting to think about that after they've done some other things as well so i was wondering if you could talk to us a little bit about that culture um about how you did checking in for your first service because you had very short notice like most churches did uh, how you are checking in now um what formats you're using and then you have a really great uh, staff intranet page that you shared about how you've been keeping staff engaged mm-hmm. and what methods you're using there um and how you're communicating with people can you share with us a little bit about those points
3: yeah yeah definitely yeah yeah thanks again for uh being uh inviting us into this call and again it just uh, crazy, um, you know, time that we're in right now. And, um, it's been cool to be able, um, I know our team has, um, really enjoyed being able to support the church and, um, our ministry teams in different ways than than what we've had before. Um, yeah, so I'll jump right into the attendance stuff. Um, our church has had a culture for a long time of, um, uh, just asking people to check in on the weekend. And that's literally what we say. And uh, we're like, hey, we we would love to know that you're here. And um, it just helps us care for you better. And we have um, anywhere between 60 to 70% of our headcount on a weekend. Um, like, let us know that they're there. Even first time guests do this. Um, and we have two primary ways. Typically, everyone gets like a little paper program on the way on into the auditorium. And there's a little slip they can fill out. Um, put their information in and put a prayer request on or anything like that. Um and then people can check in through our app as well. So, um it's just a culture that we've created over the years and like people always just check in and I'm not sure what it is about it that works but people do it and um and it's super helpful for us cuz it really does help us care for people well. We have a lot of processes on the front end and the back end like if people stop checking in. a follow up that we do um just so that um we can uh, help people um, stay connected to the church well. So, anyways, going into that first weekend where we knew um, ch- uh, church was moving to online, and we weren't going to have any physical um, uh, gatherings, we're like, how are we going to let all of our people check in that don't have the app? Like, we don't want that to be a burden for them letting us know um, that they're they're watching online. Um, so, uh, Brad on my team jumped into. Um, some workflows we found, the uh, um, I think it was Southeast Christian had a text-to-workflow recipe on the community site. And um, uh, there was um, another workflow we created with, like, um, lcbccheckin.com. Um, so we were giving people, like, three options to check in, either through the app, uh, going to um, the website, lcbccheckin.com, and texting check-in to, like, a, a number that we had set up. Um, so. We went into that weekend, like we just got it working, I think on a Friday afternoon, even to the point where um, the schedules for each gathering, like we were going and manually changing that in the workflow after each uh, service, um, just because we didn't have time to figure out how to use SQL lava to do that going into into the weekend. Um, so it's very much like quick, stand it up, I'll figure out a way to support that. Um, and it was cool, people used it and, um, uh, we were able to, to to dive in there. And then like the following week, we kind of went back. Um, we were able to kind of find a way for uh, Brock to automate through the workflow to see what schedule is active um, and automatically assign the schedule to the the group they're checking into. Um, and then the the following week, we figured out a way to loop through a whole family and say, hey, it looks like you have other people that can check in. Do you want to check them as well too? So each week, we've been kind of like iterating on this um, this check-in process. Um, and I think we've had, um, around, I don't, I didn't look consistently at the numbers, but I know this past weekend, we had right around 6,000 people, um, check in, um, and tell us that they were watching online, which was, um, really cool. And we know that people rep that represents a lot of families and, um, uh, households and people are inviting neighbors over to watch church online. So, um, that was part of that, that attendance piece that, that we wanted to continue to lean into, very similar to uh, what Tyler shared. We're calling all the people that um, have been checking in. It's cool to hear you guys are calling all the people that attended over the past 12 months. Um, we've been kind of leaning into the people over the past few weeks that have been checking in um, and just praying with them, seeing what type of care um, we can provide through that that check-in piece. Um, so that's, that's kind of how we leverage that, that check-in um, uh, uh, piece of that. Um, One of the other things that we were uh, digging into were um, we're very kind of like we have uh, multiple locations spread out through Pennsylvania, but we're very like um, high touch uh, staff, um, probably as a lot of churches are. Um, So we're like, how are we going to just stay in communication with each other? Well, Um, so we have like a biweekly central huddle type thing that we typically do where staff come in our central location. So our leadership said, hey, through this time we're going to meet weekly on Tuesday mornings and um, we're going to do like a video kind of um, conversation between two of our senior leaders. And um, so we used the opportunity to kind of stand up a quick content channel within Rock on uh, kind of our main homepage in Rock. And as staff log in on a Tuesday morning, they see uh, that morning's huddle uh, Um, link show up and they can click in there and watch that stream of um, that 30-minute meeting where our leaders are kind of giving us direction for the week. We're talking about what it's like working from home. Uh, We're talking about um, Tiger King, you know, things like that uh, that are, um, you know, just to to keep it light and fun, but also the things that we're focusing on uh, as a church right now. So um, that really just kind of helped us create a centralized location for staff on where to go Uh, to get that communication. And and long-term, our goal of ours is to have more of some type of intranet um, where um, staff can go for resources. And this is just a step in that direction. And honestly, over the past three weeks, a lot of the projects that we've been wanting to work on over the next year kind of got slammed into like a two-week window where we're figuring out um, how to stand up TV apps, how to do a lot of different things um, around digital initiatives that now our church is counting on to, to keep moving forward each week. So, um, and then uh, the other thing was just how do we communicate well with our people? Um, and we had um, email lists that we were using in rock. And a lot of that was criteria based, based off of like uh, connection status or um, attendance behavior, things like that. And we realized that there'd be new people coming to our church in this time that might not meet that criteria. And we just wanted to give them a way to, to get information from us. So we set up a quick workflow um, and we put a link on our webpage for people to jump into and to um, um, sign up for this email list. Um, We've done another one where um, in this past week where we're doing like a daily thing called a song and a prayer, uh, where our worship leader and a campus pastor kind of share a song and a prayer. And people can sign up, and in the past three days, we've had about 5,000 people sign up um, to get that um, content on a daily basis uh, delivered in their inbox. So, just some cool ways in which um, we're leveraging that um, uh, type of setup to be able to communicate with our people well. Um, and yeah, so I think that hits most of the stuff that you were asking about.
4: Hey, yeah, hey, Adam.
2: Adam, isn't it? Didn't? Aren't y'all having a rock anniversary this week at LCBC? True. Today is our uh, one year from when
3: we went live with Rock. So yes, yep, it's been uh, congratulations. We, yeah, we we were very thankful um, in a lot of ways, and probably very similar to a lot of you guys. Um, a lot of the conversation has been um, look at all the stuff that God's been preparing us for over the past year or two that lead to this, um, to lead to the situation that we're in today. Either from like a technology standpoint on our end. Dude, we had a big financial peace university initiative last year, and there's people that are like, I have an emergency fund now, and that's helping us get through this time. Wow. So it's been very cool. So, yeah, today's our, our one-year anniversary.
0: What are the odds? That's awesome. I know. Congratulations. Thanks. Um, I, it's so relatable to hear you talk about. We just had to get this out in two or three days. So we did what we had to do. And then we've been iterating on it every time. Um, I think everybody is in that position. So thanks for sharing a little bit about that because it's completely relatable. And it's interesting to look back and realize that some of our best innovations and our best creativity happens when the constraints are so tight that it looks like it's impossible. I think people are really rising to the challenge in that. So thanks for sharing some of the things you've been doing in that area. All right, Chris, um, from Trader's Point, we would love to hear from you. I know when we spoke last, you mentioned some really interesting things that your organization's been doing to step into some of the social gaps that we have with people, um, and that's with your attendees, and it's also with your community. In fact, you shared with me that you've been designated as an essential worker in an area that's been really locked down because it's some of the things that you're doing um, with the organization at Trader's Point, to pour into the community in new ways, and and I think I saw a tweet from your senior pastor this last weekend about the local, regional, indie churches uh, doing some really incredible things for hospitals, too. Can you tell us a little bit about what it means when your campus is open and how your pastor is encouraging everyone to to step in and to fill some of these gaps?
5: Yeah, um, man, I, I really want to echo, too, just what Adam said at the end of of uh, his talk there we we have talked a lot as a staff just about us for such a time as this right like we we feel like we've everything's been leaning this direction and we've done all this preparation and we look back now and see man like that it's amazing how god prepared our church for this time um our one-year anniversary is coming up in about another 45 days um so totally with you on that there adam so for us, it's all about posture <clears throat> as a staff. We, we talk, the executive team is adamant, um, hey, social distancing is real. We need to be safe. We need to keep our people safe. But as the world leans back, we are going to lean in as a church. And we say that exact phrase all the time um, internally to our staff. We say every day, we say every campus is open right now. We are just only meeting online. So, what you do is even more important right now because your campus is open and it's in some ways harder to get to you and in some ways easier. So, figure out how to leverage the technology that we have to get things done. Um, we've been, we have a great relationship with uh, local law enforcement across a bunch of different jurisdictions. We, we use those guys to help with parking, all kinds of stuff. And we have leaned into that relationship over the last several years. Um, and so, it was really great to be able to, as, as the restrictions got tighter and tighter here in Indianapolis, um, you know, the Surgeon General just singled us out as a potential new hotspot. So, that's always what you want to hear. Um, <laughs> but we were able to stay in touch with law enforcement and we're thrilled, you know, that our, our local sheriff in particular um, believes that what we're doing is is incredibly essential. Um, and so, has enabled us um to have some special protection during this time just to make sure that we are able to to get into the office if we need to to do things that we need to do still maintaining all of the cdc guidelines you know still keeping it under 10 people all of the distancing protocols Um, but that's been really helpful and has allowed us to step in with the medical community really hard Um, what we did on day one as soon as we knew hey we're going online we're going this everything's going to have to be digital um, we The executive team formed, uh, they added a couple of people to it, uh, me as the CIO and then our comms director, and they basically said, okay, like, what do you need? Like, let's lay out all of the church's resources and let's knock down any barriers. So we created a daily meeting where we meet with the executive team and just whatever we need, um, they, they tear down barriers for us, point us in the right direction, help us make quick decisions, and then we can go execute. Um, we took a look at our staffing across the whole organization and s- uh, tried to identify people that we thought would have more margin um, or maybe their job was strictly physical. And we, uh, we kind of got to, to pick and choose some people that we felt like could really help us move our initiatives forward um, on the technical side. Um, and we waited a week and a half to do that because we knew the first week we were just going to be heads down, didn't even have time to bring on new, new, um, new headcount. But for us, what we we already had this kind of concept of a rock star team, which is people in every ministry area of the church. There's at least one person that um, contributes to these monthly meetings. They have their own. We use Microsoft Teams pretty heavily. They have their own Teams, um, Microsoft Team that they communicate in and they stay up to date. So we doubled down on that group of people. Uh, we're on version eight point seven, sadly, of Rock, um, and we want to start doing some texting workflows immediately. So we're we're trying to do our typical one month upgrade process. We're going to try and get that done in about four more days. Um, so we've we've uh, doubled the size of the Rockstar team. We've asked all those people to really start helping us with testing, um, and we so we've got one person kind of laying out all the test cases and then. Telling everybody to charge Uh, and of course people are are hungry to do that. They see we're really clear in our communication about this is what we're trying to build on the other side. Um, So let's let's get really um, specific with the win and clarifying that so that our people can can charge after it. So that's been really helpful. Um, The other thing we did we we know that we're we've been streaming for quite a while Um, and thanks Tyler we use we use some of your uh, your services as well. I think, does everybody? Like, I, I think everybody does. Um, <laughs> so uh, for us, what we did, uh, we know that there's a lot of local churches that don't have that opportunity. Um, so what we did, we were very fortunate. Again, I, I work with, with a bunch of rock stars. I mean, I, I'm, I'm blown away at, at the creativity and the people I work with, you know, kind of echoing what Frank said. Just there's some really talented people on our staff. And our facilities team immediately jumped in and learned all of the cdc guidelines for how to how to properly clean a space um, how to limit the spread of of covid and there's some really specific guidance from the cdc and the world health organization on that so they learned it and then we stood up uh, one of our one of the places where we record every once in a while Um, it's right near an exterior door so we kind of secured that space and offered that space up to local pastors that, that maybe don't have any of the equipment or the facility. And there's two days uh, a week now that we open those doors in a scheduled time frame and allow those pastors to come in and, and record their church's message. And we package it all up and we use Church Online and and uh, help them get all of that set up. Because again, for our team, that's uh, that's not a very complicated process because we've been doing it for a long time. And for some of them, it's the difference between their church meeting and not meeting. Um, so I'm also really glad to hear about some of those other life church resources. We're going to be, I'll be sharing those with a lot of folks as well. Um, but so that's been huge for us. And um, one of the things that we talk about because we're we've got this posture of leaning in, um, it's made it easy for us to go out to our congregation and say, look, uh, we know a lot of you don't necessarily do giving online or giving regularly online and we need to continue to resource the community through this experience and we have a huge network just because of the church that we are and and so we've actually seen giving go up um, since since this started last week actually was one of our biggest weeks it was't our biggest week of the year um, and we're able to turn those resources very quickly and put them back to the community so our lead pastor is doing a he was doing like a live at five we've, we've scaled that down as the crisis is kind of continuing on. We're trying to make sure we don't do information overload to our people. Um, we think there's a lot of noise right now on social media. Um, we internally, we kind of have a running joke of what's the funniest, uh, COVID email you've received from a vendor, like the person you least expect to send you something. Uh, that's been pretty great. There's some fantastic examples out there. So we don't want to just fall into the noise. Um, so we've toned that down a little but One thing we were able to do, we have a lot of great surgeons and doctors on our staff. Um, one that is right in the battle. Uh, he works at our downtown location. Um, he's a former elder as well, just an amazing guy. And we were able to kind of partner with, with him. We found another organization here in town and uh, that was able to order masks, N95 masks, which if you all know, those are really hard to get your hands on right now. Um, and we, we found out, we had the, the finances set aside, we were able to move really quick. Um, and then our lead pastor, uh, Aaron Brockett, just, he's got a cohort that he started as soon as the crisis started of other local pastors um, of some of the larger churches. And I think it's kind of open as well, um, but he was able to get on the horn with um, all 12 of them, pooled our resources, and we were able to turn that into 200,000 in 95 masks that are already approved by the Indiana Department of Health. We should be getting those in very soon and getting those right down to the front lines. Um, And we already have a plan in place through that same supplier. They are able to produce a lot more. Um, We're hopeful to turn that number really big, really fast. So we've been looking for every opportunity we have. um, One of the people that's on the board of the, the largest homeless shelter here in Indy, an amazing organization. Um, we've, we've partnered up with them. They've experienced one of their homeless um, men had a, uh, was diagnosed with COVID and talking to our doctor, you know, this, uh, that we mentioned earlier, talking to our doctors and some of those folks, they've said that homelessness is where a COVID outbreak really starts to overwhelm the medical community because it spreads so fast through that population and many have existing health problems already. So anything we could do there, that, that was one of the top three things they gave us to focus on. So we were able to very quickly um, reach out to them, and we're, we just launched a couple of campuses. We have some extra facilities uh, that we might be able to turn around and use uh, for that purpose. We're still trying to iron out details, um, but again, it, it goes back to that posture of we're looking at every asset that we have um, and trying to figure out how to turn it uh, to something useful in this time of crisis um and and just thinking through that mindset that every campus is open uh, we're just only meeting online that's what's enabled that's for us what really unlocked the creative potential of our leaders that work at those campuses because they feel this great sense of urgency uh, to get the word out in terms of using rock we we were historically using this formstack form form for our prayer requests Uh, i've kind of had it on the back burner it's It's funny, I think a lot of us could probably say this. I've had about 15 projects that I've been dying to get to that I just haven't been able to. And then last week, I I got to all of them in about four days. Um, (laughs) So this was one of them. We converted to using the Rock's prayer features, and uh, that was an immediate win. Uh, We took it a step further, uh, even on the version, or actually on 9.4, our testing we're trying to link those prayer requests back to an individual record. We'd just like to be able to see that those conversations happened uh, when we do profile matching. So we've just about got that worked out. Um, and we, um, so prayer requests, that was a huge one. We've been telling everyone, we think that prayer is one of the biggest needs that our people need to feel connection. So on that, um, the entry form where you put in your prayer request, we've, we've, um, added a, a box for people to say that they want to be communicated with um, so that we can reach out to them via phone or email, uh, whatever preference they have. If you go to tpcc.org slash prayer, that's our, that's our prayer request page and it's probably going to change again. We've already iterated twice, uh, but that will probably change again. And um, we're looking at at all the different ways that we can utilize Rock tools. Um, I I love the fact I hear you guys talking about calling people. Uh, We had an, I I like the idea of just calling everybody that's attended. I think that's a really good idea. We were, we've kind of broken the organization into a handful of teams for this time. And one of those teams is our pastoral care team. And they've been brainstorming, like, what does that look like? I love the idea that they had um, of, uh, trying to identify who they think would be the most at risk for loneliness and isolation during this time. Things like people who've had a death in their family, and we can tell that from a rock event in the last year. Uh, people that may be single parents, uh, parents of kiddos with special needs, uh, that, that kind of stuff, like who would be most at risk. Um, and running lists, and then we're going to start some calling campaigns using the the new rock feature to get a hold of those people. We've already done some calling, but it was extremely sporadic. We didn't record anything. It was just, hey, let's really quickly get on the horn with our key volunteers and people that we already know of that are at risk. So I was really happy to see that new feature on your COVID response page of, um, sorry, the coronavirus page rms.com slash coronavirus, um, uh, of seeing the the calling campaign feature. I think we're going to leverage that and try to record those things uh, on the person's profile record. For us, that's been the other thing. This has allowed us to get, we had rolled out Microsoft Teams. We had rolled out Rock. But really, there was still a lot of cleanup work to do. I mean, we're, we're less than a year in right now. And this has allowed us to get really specific with our staff and say, here's the data best practices. Like here's what you need to be doing. Um, I've taken one, uh, two people actually and have them doing nothing all day except writing up guides like just little one pagers or quick videos that they record through Zoom or through Microsoft Teams meeting of just here's how you make a person note and here's why you should do that. Here's how you find this information in Rock. Um, just those really simple things that, again, there's some people that are really talented, power users, maybe not, um, they might not be like true IT people, they're not going to be messing with your, your routers and your network settings, but, but people that are more than capable of, of making great videos to force multiply the rest of the team. So for us, again, it's just all about posture. Did I cover everything you'd asked, Emily?
0: I think you did. That's fantastic. It's so exciting to see churches that are reaching further into the community when so many people are spinning into chaos. It's it's really something to see this, and this is happening across the Rock community. Thanks for sharing what that looks like at Trader's Point.
5: Yeah, and I think that's, that's one of the things. We have a group of people also that's on a prayer team, and that's a large part of what they're doing is praying every day just for guidance and how we might lean in. Uh, this is a time when the church is really needed, and if you're, watching this video, if you're sitting on this panel, like you're here for such a time as this. Mm
0: -hmm. That's true. Thanks for the reminder. And that was also a good lead-in to uh, John, who I'd like to ask to speak about some of the things that he's been leading our tech team through in response to what we've been learning as we've been talking to churches. Um, He has been uh, turning around and working with our technical team to very quickly pivot the work that's being done internally uh, and develop the tools that have been needed most by churches as quickly as possible and look for the fastest way to release those uh, to the community. So John, could you share with us what that's looked like?
4: Yeah, definitely. I I think I, I agree with everything that everybody's saying that these are hard times and we have a choice. We can either freak out or we can run forward and I, I think it's important to look back in history and see a lot of the companies that we look at today the ones that we admire the most uh we either started or grew during the hardest economic times um you know i think back to like a procter and gamble uh, just a regular soap company until the great depression and they chose that time to lean in to to innovate uh in market in new ways and even today we still have concepts like the soap opera which was created by them during those times. And I think, you know, hearing what all these guys and are talking about, these are the things that we're going to continue doing. Um, they're going to be no, new normals for us, uh, some of these new tools and technologies and, and just ministry concepts. And so I think we can look at this in terms of an opportunity. Yeah, it's, it's hard times. It's, it's not the way we, we'd like to, to innovate, but it really is the catalyst that helps the, the best innovations. Uh, and that's what we've chosen to do, too, is to, is to lead through it. Um, we're trying to keep in mind, and I would encourage all of you to keep in mind, these are historic times. These are times when our grandkids are going to come to us and ask, hey, what did you do during you know, the COVID-19 uh, situation? Uh, it might be because they're interested or it might be because it's a school assignment and they have to. But either way, they're going to be asking and, and we get to answer like, oh yeah, it was a great time for me to catch up on my binge watching on, on Netflix. Or do you want to say, no, I was able to lean in and innovate and help people. Um, already hearing the numbers from, from the four other churches, uh, hearing that um, uh, watches are going up, people are being saved. Uh, it's all because of that innovation. And I think it's important to keep that front of mind because I think it can be tempting to, to go into a shell, but this is the time for us to come out of the shell. And you know, while we're not a church, we have always prided ourselves that what makes Rock different is the fact that uh, it is a community. Uh, and the community is doing amazing things we're just hearing just little glimpses of that today Um, but if you go into the community there's, there's hundreds of other stories that are just so encouraging and so like always we're trying to jump into that trench and trying to help out and so in the last week we have created a few new technologies that we felt were immediately needed and so we deployed those uh even last week so one is a connection campaign so if you're familiar with the connection tools within rock it's a great way of leading someone through a process of 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 uh connection of uh, touching out to them communicating out to them providing accountability through it but we added a tool that can actually help create calling campaigns through that and so you can find that in in the rock shop um, right now Uh, already i I think as of monday 30 different churches in like 24 hours had downloaded it and that number i'm sure has grown quite a bit Uh, we also just released uh, a a prayer request a workflow action uh, i think chris is exactly right that prayer is going to be coming so important over the next few days few weeks and so we're looking for new ways that we can get those prayer requests put into the system get those out to the teams uh, unfortunately i feel like the, the prayer request feature set within rock is one of the strongest feature sets but it's probably up until now has been one of the most underused uh, feature sets typically it's one of those features that it's always i'll get to it eventually And i think again this is a good catalyst to get to it now because it is such an important tool Um, so again if you need help with that reach out Uh, there's help in the community there's help in our partners we can help through sparkability on that Uh, and so we're going to continue helping uh to to increase the prayer capabilities within rock we've also been piloting um, some other projects on a on a smaller scale just trying to test and make sure that they're going to work we've been you know playing with some video chat capability where you can uh, capability right into your rock pages, Um, you know still on the pilot stages of that but that's something that we're looking at uh, continuing this week. Uh, We've also been doing a lot of work with performance tuning for churches Um, as many of the uh, previous folks were talking about they're seeing a lot more traffic Um, and rock can scale that traffic but it's a two-way street Uh, part of it's on rock and part of it's on configuration so we've been jumping into some trenches trying to get that tuned up um, the outflow of that is we're working on some great documentation to share those those tips and tricks of how to get uh, your performance um just really snappy and we're working on that uh, but we're also keeping our ear to the ground trying to figure out what are the next features we know that the features from last week are not the features that we need this week and so we are constantly looking at that but what i wanted to encourage everybody is just to, to see what the difference is between those churches that are um, uh, Moving forward and those that are maybe having some trouble and that comes on on the preparedness on digital platforms And the importance of digital platforms. Uh, I think we're seeing in the last few weeks Digital platforms are critical not only during these times, but during any time Uh, But especially when things go wrong, we really need to be able to communicate and innovate um, on these platforms And I think it's it's really great to see that a lot of these churches have been prepared for this and in some ways god knew exactly what they needed and and they planned for that Um, but maybe you're feeling like maybe you you weren't quite as ready uh, for this or you don't feel like you're quite as prepared that's okay it starts today um, and let's just go like let's roll forward let's lean lean into that if there's anything we can do to help with that um, you know reach out to us there's several different ways you can do that through the community Uh, feel free to reach out to me to emily Uh, we have various properties if you need um, Help from a professional services. Uh, we have sparkabilitygroup.com. We have our partners page. There's so many ways that you can invest and, and get on track quickly with this. I would say too that we're seeing the importance of having your website built on Rock. Uh, being able to innovate and um, change course is a lot easier when you have access to all that data uh, on your digital platform. Um, but again. Investing in digital platforms today don't wait till it's all over and then okay we can catch our breath and go uh, lean in this is the time that we need to be making differences um, this is the time that where people are uh, needing our help so uh, let's just get going on that and if there's anything that we can do to help with that you know it would be our honor to help um, and emily i know you've been talking with a lot of other churches uh, do you want to share some of the other uh, interesting things that you found over the last few weeks
0: absolutely so I've been having a lot of conversations. I know John, you have as well. Our professional services uh, consultants have been having great conversations. And what we're seeing is that churches are leading through it. And there are a lot of fantastic examples of that. And today, four people from the community are sharing how their organizations are doing innovative new things in ministry for the Big C Church and for their attendees. But what I can tell you from the calls I'm making is that that is not um, a group of four. That is just a representation of what we're seeing is a common theme for churches in the rock community and that's what's so exciting about this, we really have. Um, a community of churches that are working together to try and make sure they share things quickly they innovate quickly they collaborate quickly. And, and the four that we've heard from today are doing incredible things, but there are so many others that are as well, so we um, We are working internally also to help collect those things. I know I mentioned earlier, some more people may have joined that we have a lot of that uh, collected and curated on our blog um, and on our rockrms.com slash coronavirus page. So if you're not following those or our social properties, you should, because we're helping push out the great things we're learning as we're talking to churches. Uh, We're also, I wanted to mention going to be, we had a masterclass scheduled for April. We are still keeping that class and we're turning it to an online class. So that's a great opportunity. Your tech teams have been scrambling for a few weeks to get things right side up, now that they're leveling off and we're understanding what we're working on. Um, your admins from ministries and those on your tech teams who work with Rock and have not been masterclass trained yet, this is going to be an online class, it's not our intention to go to online only format in the future. So it is a great opportunity for you to get your people there while they have this chance. Um, we're also leading strong on the professional services side we're meeting churches' needs now Uh, sometimes those are things that everyone needs and sometimes they're things that are custom or unique needs based on their ministry and where they're at at the time so we've been able to help a lot of i'm sure it's something everyone can relate to that the technical and communications teams have been hit pretty hard with extra work at the organizations so sometimes they don't have the ability to support the other things that they need to do quickly because they're maybe doing remote tech support to get their staff online to be able to function and some other things so we've been able to help in that area as well and as we're talking to a lot of church leaders um, i can just tell you that what i'm hearing is is exactly what you said john those who were prepared digitally Um, whether that's from online giving perspective, from having a a website that's powered by rock, having a great digital strategy. Those are the churches that are able to quickly respond and thrive and really invest back in their communities. The other ones are having a a bit of a harder time getting going. The first few weeks have been difficult, but now that they're finding their new normal, um, I would just encourage these churches, as I'm talking with everyone, this is the time to invest in the digital strategy and i bet you have your leader's ears on that so i would i would lean into that as you're finding time to do that this is a temporary situation but it's a catalyst for a new reality and i think that's what's exciting about it because that's what gives us the opportunity to innovate Um, it used to be that the digital platform and the strategy was kind of like the icing on the cake it is the cake right now so take advantage of this opportunity let's learn as a community let's approach our leaders and make sure that we are getting the future forward resources put in place and the attention that we need to on our digital strategy Um, because this is something that is right now going to be a temporary thing but it's going to set us up for success in the future i will say that some great recipes are being created by the community and put into the recipe site so if that's not something you've seen yet you really should I know um, we helped Shepherd put one together. When I spoke with Jeremy Hoff, he had a really a great thing that their church had done immediately. Um, they had a high percentage of their givers were um, giving on site through cash or check. And he said they made some quick communications to, their, to those who usually give, um, he called them analog, I thought that was a great word, analog givers, um, to help them with two things. And so we helped create a recipe that we just published uh, yesterday. Uh, for him, and that is to offer them the ability to receive a self-addressed stamped envelope, which has been a real win at his church, or to have someone call them and walk them through how to set up online giving for the first time. Both of those have been big wins, so if your community's organization is struggling with that, check that recipe out. Um, That is actually on our coronavirus page, and we have that on our blog as well. We have documentation written up for how to do that. Additionally, I know Rob and Andrew at Emmanuel have been working, they've been doing some text to workflow things that have been really powerful at their church for a long time. They have some really robust workflows and they're publishing recipes on that. Um, I think they just published a New Believer process this morning and they have um, another new here process that's coming. So this is all, again, a representation of a lot of work that's going into recipes. If you have some at your organization and you haven't converted them to recipes yet, please take the extra time to do that. Um, because there's a lot of community benefit. So content is king right now, and I think, Chris, you said it best, um, relevant content. So what you need to make sure that you're doing, churches have more access to great content than most organizations. That's why we're getting these bizarre emails from companies about their COVID response when we don't really care or have time to read them. That's not relevant content. Churches have such relevant content but it needs to be positioned differently. Right now, people are consuming content through their computers and through their TVs, and they're used to consuming content that way in small bite-sized chunks. So some of the things that you're doing, um, like for instance at Newsprint, where you're chopping things up into smaller chunks, that's really critical. So you'll wanna make sure that your communication teams are evaluating the quality and style of communication and making sure it fits with the new outposts that you have at your disposal you no longer have an auditorium of people who have nothing else to do for an hour, you now have uh, divided attention and people are used to bringing content into themselves in different ways from a screen. So you can also maximize that, cut it up, push it into social, drive it, make it live longer, um, cross post in places. Those are things I'm sure your communications team is thinking about or should be, but that's something that we're understanding is important. Also, again, I'll reiterate, if your website isn't running on rock, you're missing an opportunity for some very powerful personalization and digital understanding of who your people are, where they are, and what they need. This is the time for you to look at when and how am I going to move my external website to rock because it is mission critical. It's the only way to understand engagement fully right now. All right, so all of that to say, we have heard from some incredible people. There are other really incredible things happening right now in our community. And this is a great time for us to take questions that our panelists can answer. And so if you have questions for anyone, if you can go ahead and submit them in the Zoom webinar chat window, we will be happy to direct those to panelists. And panelists, if you see your name uh, come up on one, we'll get that to you. So Frank, I see something here from Chuck and he asked with on-demand, how are you handling real-time host chat? Can you speak to that?
2: Um, the sh- the short answer is we don't do on real-time chat. Um, we haven't been doing that for quite a while. Um, it's a much longer story um, as to why. But that's why for us, you know, we, we were using the Church Online platform, but really we weren't using it to its fullest capabilities. So it was easy for us to kind of just do an on-demand video, put it on our front page website. and. Um, it's stuff we've talked through and, and, and that may be something we look at in the future, especially as this time period extends out is, again, how, how can we have as many touch points, but right now we're not handling a kind of real time chat.
0: Great, thank you. Josh Emig submitted a question about online groups, and I think this is something that everyone can speak to. What are some best practices that you're using to give group leaders tools to do small groups over video? And what are some best practices around group finder and group member registration for new members?
5: Yeah, so I think for us, we, we've sent out a, an email communication recommending that um, we've recommended three separate tools and just said, here's here's what we would recommend that makes it easy to see your whole group at one time and to do this inexpensively. Um, and then here's, like, here's the cost if you choose to take those tools pro, like using Zoom versus Zoom Pro. Um, and we have found that um, some people still need a little extra help and our support teams because we've already... Kind of done the work to get our staff mobile, have a little bit of margin. So we've asked if the groups team can front end those technical support issues, but then anything they can't handle escalate into our support team. And uh, we're willing to at least give it a shot to help people with their home internet. Um, so you know, prayers appreciated for our support team yeah. traders. <laughs> um, and then as we've talked about setting up some new temporary short term groups um, and just using the group locator, throwing that out and offering some some new short-term groups and we keep going back and forth. We're, we're trying really hard not to build things that won't live beyond the COVID crisis. We talk a lot about, let's lo- use what we have first and then let's figure out if we need to, to really build something temporary. So right now we haven't done that, but it, it like keeps coming up. I, I feel like that might be something we end up doing. If we do, we're going to want to do it in the next week or so while it's still relevant.
3: Um, one of the things with groups that um, we're doing, we're leaning into the group finder tool um, that we have. And what was funny was we were literally about to start a new round of groups, about to open up our group finder when all of this happened. So we pumped the brakes and we kind of went back to all of our leaders and just asked them to like be willing to move to online groups. Um, and we have like a contact the leader workflow set up. So people go in, look for a group with content that they're looking for. Uh, we're actually leaning a lot into our campus staff and just asking them to host a group right now um again like their their priorities and their job responsibilities are shifting drastically because of um, the the current status so um, we have uh, campus staff jumping into that and i i don't know if it's okay for me to talk about this john but the one of the you know the plugins that they're testing out is this uh you know potential like video hosting tool um, so we've been playing along uh, with that a little bit and kind of build in some functionality in our group's uh, leader toolbox. So um, we've, we've created some resources for our group leaders to know how to set up a Zoom call or a G-chat or whatever. Um, but we showed our teams yesterday how to j- uh, jump into the group leader toolbox and kind of fire up this um, tool that we're kind of checking out um, with the Spark team and I know some other churches are. Um, and showing them like, hey, you can just literally hit a button that launches a workflow to fire off an email to the people in your group and they can click on that and jump into a video chat together. So um, we're kind of playing around with that a little bit as the, the Spark team is, you know, uh, figuring out how that works,
0: so. Adam, here's another question that uh, Gordon Arbers asked about text to check in. Have you updated that workflow at all with the knowledge that you've gained over the past few weeks?
3: Yeah, um, yeah, I I think each week we're kind of adjusting it a little bit. Um, So, we're using the SMS pipeline, um, and um, uh, each time we kind of do it, we tweak it, or we see things we don't like about how it's working. So, right now, we're we're basically checking everyone into one group, which is online, and we've turned off all of the uh, data automation jobs that would change someone's campus. Um, because everyone would be online right now. So we wanted everyone to, we wanted our campus staff to be able to go still find the people that should be a part of their campus. So we turned those tools off. We have everyone checking in the online. Um, and then we've been adjusting. Um, I think I said earlier, like we um, uh, have family members showing up that you can check in now, like uh, back through that, that workflow. Um, and then we're setting up for some other environments, like our high school ministry, when they meet on Wednesday night. We're setting up a, a text workflow for them and we're uh, working on one for our we do like a newcomers first steps uh, class once a month and we're going to try to do that next week via zoom. Um, so it's going to be a big experiment and we're going to have an option for them to, to check in um, that way as well through through text workflow. Hey, I'll
2: jump in too and just kind of give another plug for having having your website in rock. Um, the idea behind uh, you know for us with connection statuses you know so we've got kind of we've got our, our highest level of connection we just call engaged but then our second level is called participating and that's that's basically geared to like a physical check-in somewhere and so over the course of the next you know however many weeks that's that's not going to happen so we that, that's kind of the next phase we're investigating um kind of the exact same things that adam is talking about how how can we do some text ins? but the benefit we're having too is because everything's in rock if we can get them to sign into our web page we also use wistia as our video provider we're playing around with the wistia integration so that as long as they're signed into the website we can even pull if they've watched the video um, and, and that that may be one of the things either and i see someone's question in there in terms of how do you sync people watching online with with, with email lists um, but again i know it's kind of late you know it's probably not you're not gonna be able to snap your fingers necessarily and move your website to rock this week, but that that's a benefit moving forward of having everything in one place because we, we now have Lots of options that we're that we're able to talk through to say, well, hey, as long as we can get people the value of signing into our website. There's a lot of information we can get that we can then turn back around and use use it to care for them better. So
0: Tyler, there's a question here from Greg Davis about how do you determine what's meaningful, but uh, not vital and what does external mean? Is it external to the IT team, or is it external to Life Church?
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm looking through the questions now. I'm gonna pivot, Emily, and I'm gonna address Charlotte real quick. Okay. I know that's totally breaking all the rules. That's good. Charlotte, Do it, Charlotte. Um, I think you should bother John and Emily about a way to handle church online platform with with Rock. I think that'd be a really great idea if you just. Bothered the daylights out of them. Um, so um, now, Greg, um, how would I determine uh, what's meaningful but not vital? I think it's good opportunities. And um, I, I, I'll speak in, in terms that we can all handle right now. If you're a church that does not have an active digital presence and you're ramping that digital presence up, some of the conversations around how to do online small groups are meaningful but not vital at this point, right? How you get your content delivery message out is the most meaningful. That is mission critical and the additional things. And so I I put that in a, uh, it, sounds, it sounds kind of cumbersome to say it, Um, But I think it's the clearest way I could say an example of what's meaningful, but maybe not vital in this season. They're really good opportunities that you want to take. They're just probably not the right opportunity you need to step in first. Um, And I would say externally initiated is externally initiated outside of yourself. And so you have things that they're not team dependent, they're initially uh, uh, externally initiated outside of of the the very mission critical things that you feel like in your role you need to be working so
4: hopefully that helps
0: great john do you have anything to say to tyler's bother john comment
4: (laughs) yes i highly appreciate that (laughs) it it is something that we are very interested in in fact we do have a a meeting i believe tomorrow with the chop team to talk with them and again in a couple weeks so it is something that we are heavily leaning into so uh I, it's always been one of those things on our list but now it's really high on the list so
0: yes and we have heard from a lot of people the the same or similar things so um, I, we, we also see your comments we do feel officially condoned to check that out um, before it gets by in the chat stream I want to make sure we ask at uh, Chuck bumps question here what is the one big thing your church started doing within the last three weeks that you believe will continue to do uh, when you get back together? That's a great question.
5: I would love to jump on that one first. Um, so, one thing that has bothered me for years is that we have all these disparate teams that have their fingers in how we communicate online and digitally. And we have been trying to figure out how do we all get together? how What rhythms do we need? What do we make it work? and you know, with the necessity of having four days to turn around some massive changes, we just got some giant online chats going. We got the right people in the room. We've grown and shrunk a few times, added a name, taken away a name. um, And we feel like we finally have the right group of people in really clear direction. And we can move so fast right now because we're all able to throw our comment in and, and get the right people. So there's a few teams that have been formed that, has nothing to do with the org chart but that particular group of people um we're going to continue meeting on a regular basis and keep our online chat for the foreseeable future like it's been amazing to see the teamwork that's come out of this
0: awesome frank do you have anything that you'd like to add to that
2: i mean i'll just second that for me i think it's a little too early to know because i what i hope is you know i I guess the way i kind of thought about it was the first week was survival Second week was, okay, let's try not to repeat the failings of week one. So not, <laughs> not, not quite survival, but not quite, you know, the next phase. This last Sunday for us was kind of the first Sunday where it's like, all right, we, we feel pretty good that that no huge surprises are going to come up. And then Roku and Apple TV happened. There's some stuff happening around us. But all that to say, I'm really excited to, to see – what happens in these next two to three, four weeks? Because, um, in, in to, to Chris's point, what I really feel like, it, I'll second, is I think the work from home aspect. Now, I hope, I personally hope that that's not what continues forever, but it has really put a spotlight on uh, the deficiencies in communication across teams. So, at least for us. So, I'm hoping that whether it's a new job or a new team or whatever, I'm really hoping that is one thing that we come out of this with is a more streamlined way to communicate. And then the second thing for us, for me personally is, again, I think new Springs has been, I would classify this as an innovative church, you know, in terms of like the digital side, but, but we still haven't, this is forcing the eyes on how do we make the, the online experience as, and I'm trying to be careful to pick my words, but like as excellent as our in-person one. And I think, um, I think the innovation that will happen that I don't, you know, and hopefully it's not the technology team that has to come up with all of them. Right. It's, it's hopefully we're, we're there to support everyone else's dreams, but um, that, that's what I'm, I'm hoping is the innovation there. Even when we go back to physical presence, we can still keep up a high quality um, digital experience for people and, and, and just have that also maybe not be the forefront for, for new spring. I don't know that it'll ever be a forefront thought, um, but at least not, oh, yeah, let's make sure we're streaming our service on Sunday. So it's been, it's been really cool, and I hope, I hope that uh, continues.
1: I'd say, uh, Emily, we're, we're still too early to answer that question. But one of the things that I anticipate is that, uh, obviously, with any great shift, systems break, and we're all feeling the pain of systems breaking right now which usually means that we are able to increase efficiency on the backside of that. And so I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing what, what areas that plays out into. And I think larger as a church, the, the system of church is broken. And so we're going to go back and be able to reevaluate the things that are necessary and unnecessary. Um, And I I think you'll see a lot of churches that reevaluate, what their programming looks like as essential or non-essential. And so I think that'll be a a really cool shift to see, Um, but we don't have anything yet. I mean, from a really practical standpoint, we rolled out teams uh, in one day last week and we're probably not gonna unroll that out.
2: (laughs) That would stink. I wanna throw another thing out there too. I I hope stuff like this continues because I think it's easy it's easy to kind of just be in your own thing and do your own thing. And this has kind of really been a funnel for the big C church to kind of go, Hey, yeah, we still got our theological differences and what all are, but digital right now is what everything, everything, you know, one thing we have in common. So I've always been passionate about it, but I hope that the collaboration that happens and you know, throwing it again to my bro crush Tyler down there, like (laughs) led the way with, Um, providing that for the kingdom. And so, you know, joining together, having more collaboration amongst churches, just, I mean, even if it's as simple as, I mean, I, I have a, I have four or five guys that I meet with regularly and I tell you the, honestly the biggest benefit I get, yeah, we share some ministry things and we share, but it's, it's personally like, Hey, I'm sharing prayer requests with guys, not only are we sharing about our churches prayer request, but I'm talking to guys that really understand exactly what I'm going through, you know, in terms of the work side. So, I mean, I, I hope this digital funnel in the, the collaboration that's creating is another big thing that kind of moves on, even when we kind of go back to our individual On premises uh, services. Great. Uh,
0: another great question here that we're getting from, um, from the community is with the massive switch to digital platforms what metrics are you looking at to report to your leadership how do we adjust from reporting online attendance or weekend attendance to online attendance and what other metrics are important
2: emily you may need to just mute me Um, (laughs) but sorry adam i spent a ton of time through the years around online digital metrics and, and what I found, and I'll, I'll, I'm sorry, I'll shut up and throw it to you, Adam. Here's what I'm realizing, and I know it's important, right? Because it's it's important because leadership wants to know how to resource things, and so I mean, we, you need to have as accurate a number as possible. But what I'm really coming to realize is you got to just pick a number and track the trend, because every number is going to be different. And I'm telling you, I've looked at all of them with all of our digital products, and the the thing that's supposed to be the same can be 60 percent different and it blows my mind. So literally it's just been like, Hey, we you pick one and, and, and watch the trends. Sorry. I'll shut up.
0: No, that's great. Um, Adam, what do you have to share on that?
3: Yeah, no, I, I think, um, I, I love what Frank has, like what they, what they've shared and what we've learned from those guys too. I, I think a big thing is just as uh, defining what the thing is you want to track. Um, so, I'll say for us, like, we're tracking views and 30-minute views right now is a metric um, uh, for Church Online. But I think part of the struggle is going to be working with your leadership to figure out, like, what, wh- how does that count towards what we normally count? You know, like, butts in seats and seats and IP addresses hitting a, a, you know, a web view, like, are two totally different things. Um, so I think there's a, a a bridge to be built there for everyone. I'm not sure if anyone has that figured out. And if you guys do, like, please tell us. Um, but like, I think we're trying to figure out, like, how do we um, track that engagement piece of it? Like, and I think for us, a lot of things that we're looking at right now is like, is this an opportunity for us to get more people engaged with the church? Um, because people are looking for advice and help and prayers and whatever it might be that on the flip side of this, whenever we get to walk back in our buildings again, um, that like the, the trend um, through the whole piece is engagement. And maybe not as much as um, how many people, but people that are coming back and saying, Hey, I want to serve. I want to lead. How can I help c- pick up the pieces of what's left behind um, after this thing is done? Um, I think that's like the conversation that we need to get to between the two, two different things. Um, so that's, Kind of that's literally what we're trying to figure out right now and the conversations we're having this week around that
0: fantastic there's another really good question here about volunteers um so people who have on-site volunteers what are they doing now are there new uh opportunities how can you use your volunteers what are they what are you doing with them to keep them connected Chris, do you have an e- example you can share on that?
5: Yeah, so we've been talking about um, how can we better engage our volunteers. Um, one thing that I'm excited about is now that we're using the ROC prayer module, uh, we're going to be able to build a prayer team that includes volunteers, uh, people that aren't on staff, uh, just because of the way that that's built and because we're, we just finished, uh, literally in December, we finished moving our website to ROC. Uh, so because we've done those two things, it's going to make that really easy for us to include the uh, those volunteers. We're also looking at, again, every one of those initiatives that we have, even the stuff that's in the, um, you know, the pastoral care. We have some highly skilled volunteers that we think we can leverage there. Um, we have found some of the opportunities we have in our community, like preparing that space uh, for the, the homeless shelter, if we end up doing that. Um, we think that our setup teardown teams would be very effective um, at getting that space ready and, and doing some of the physical work that's needed. So, we take um, when we talk about redeployment as a church, uh, we're taking a very holistic view of that and trying to find every method we can to engage um, our volunteers. We looked at our, some of our coaches that we have. So, we talk about team members, team leaders, and then coaches. And so we're taking some of our coaches and asking them to step into online hosting um, on our different platforms. Uh, that's been really effective to have a few hosts at each, at each live stream um, and each event that we do. So that's what we have off the top of our head, but we have a whole team of people. I have a meeting later. I'm, I'm sure I'm gonna get hit with a whole bunch of, uh, of new ideas later this afternoon. So it's definitely a work in progress.
1: I think, uh, Emily, that question came from Mark Henderson at Passion City. Is that right? That dude's a stud at handling volunteers. He handles more volunteers than anybody I know. Um, So ironic. Um, But we're seeing volunteers still be engaged in, especially our IT teams across digital mediums. What we've had to do is – you know, add a little bit more security measures so they can get logged in and things like that. But um, it's still a pastoral care business uh, that we're running, and so um, we're we're still seeing people that want to jump in. We're seeing people that have a little bit more free time to jump in, and I think volunteers are one of the cool opportunities that's out there in the church to to start to to see some movement and momentum, especially
2: in our technical teams. Um, so. To throw out there too, I, th- I think we should encourage our churches to make sure, like, yes, of course, we're gonna we're gonna um, minister to to our congregants, to our attendees. But what I love is is our team, especially from internal staff, we're really talking about like, hey, guys, you also your first responsibility and and the thing that's gonna be immediately right in front of you more than probably it is, without all this quarantine, is your family. So how are you leading your family? Um, and that's personally that's been a challenge. And so, even to our volunteers, while we're still kind of figuring things out and figuring out what the new normal looks like, that's been that's been what we've been communicating to our volunteers: is, hey, yes, we we will we will equip you and figure it out. In the meantime, man, make sure you're taking care of what's right in front of you, and, and um, not missing the forest through the trees of all of this extra time you have um, as a family. And that's speaking from a guy y'all probably hear him with four kids running around in the house and a and a wife that's home that's used to not being. I mean. That's that's not easy, and it's not it's not. I don't think it's trivial to um, not keep pounding that in, or at least it wouldn't be for me.
5: Yeah, Emily, I, I just want to go backwards one question. I'm breaking all the rules too. I'm not as cool as Tyler is, but I can I think I can still do it. Um, <laughs> so. In talking about metrics, we are I think everybody is struggling to figure out how do you report things online. What we have come up with, and man, I, I would love to see you guys um, post some place where we can have some conversation about this as a community um, as, as this continues. A lot of these ideas, as a matter of fact. Um, but as we, um, as we talked about what we can measure, one of the things we keep coming back to is that less is more. So as an IT and a comms team, we have a ton of things that we track. And it's important for us to track and trend those. And occasionally to show those to our executive team and to some of our other decision makers. But at the highest level, we try to boil it all down to three numbers um, and and then get a one sentence definition for those three numbers, and then figure out how to get all the, the metrics from our other platforms to pour into those three numbers. And right now we're doing views, impressions, And then calls to action which for us right now is prayer so how many people how many prayer requests did we have come in um and then as those calls to action change we'll change those numbers but but those three are that's how we've boiled it down and then every time we talk about them saying the one sentence definition over and over again
0: thanks for breaking the rules chris that was really good Adam, do you have anything you want to mention on the last two questions? I think that's going to be uh, the last of our questions for today, so we can wrap up and let everybody get back to what they need to be doing.
3: Yeah, uh, around volunteers, um, I think uh, we're still figuring that out. Um, I know our teams, um, our campus staff, they've been doing like weekly meetings with their volunteer leaders um, and pulling them into a Zoom call and checking in and seeing how they're doing. And then I'm not sure if they're asking those leaders to go do the same thing or not, Um, but I think they are asking them to check in with, um, their, uh, their volunteers. Um, uh, the leaders, the volunteer leaders, checking with their volunteers. Um, so we've been, um, trying to think through from a technology standpoint, this has been an area where we've wanted to leverage volunteers and figure out how to do that. So this is kind of forcing our hand a little bit. Um, how can we, um, uh, do that? How can we leverage volunteers in the church online platform? Um, right now we have all of our campus staff helping us host on the weekend uh, to help to continue to create that campus um, connection with our teams. Um, but I know on the back side of this, when everyone goes back to their campuses um, on a Sunday and a Saturday night, we're going to have this gap of, hey, we need hosts for chat online. And um, so the time will probably be now that we need to start building those teams um, so people can help support that. So. Um, we're, but we're still very much figuring that out. We're, we're using tags in Rock. One thing that we did set up, um, we set up like a COVID care tag. Um, and as people are kind of letting us know through our website, like, hey, we want to help deliver groceries or pick up medicine for people or things that's appropriate for them to be able to help support people in their community. Um, we're just kind of uh, using a, a campus tag with that COVID, COVID care tag in Rock um, so that our campus teams have a list of people um, that, as they're making phone calls to people that have been attending and someone lets us know of a need, they can reach out to that that volunteer um, team. It's kind of like a temporary team to uh, follow up with them. So that's a, another thing that we're doing.
0: Thank you for sharing. I know I've taken so many notes today. Um, I think this has been so informative and so helpful, and I just want to thank all of our panelists, and I want to thank our attendees for taking the time to ask great questions to provide answers. Um, we're all figuring this out together and nobody has the answer for all the things today. So it's really great to be able to do this in a community that's so focused on doing the right things for the right reason. Um, so a big thank you to everyone for joining us today. I did want to mention that we, do, we have been recording this and we do plan to post it on our Lead Through it Live page later today. We'll put out notifications in chat and on social media when that has been posted and is ready to go. Please feel free to share that with your leadership at your organization as well. Again, digital strategy, communications, and technical strategy have never been more important than they are right now. And now that we've passed the first two and a half uh, weeks or so of this crisis, we have the, the headspace to think, okay, what do I do with this going forward? How do I take these lessons learned and apply them into best practices? And our leadership is listening. Um, I would also mention again, we do have people that can help. So if you've been listening today and you think this is great, I don't have time or I don't have the skill set yet to implement this, do know we have a great selection of rock partners that you can find on our page and our consulting team as well, that can help you implement any of the solutions that you need, whether they're unique to you or they're something that's been offered to the community and you just don't have the ability to put them in place right now. So do not feel alone, we have an incredible community. We are also seeing some great conversations happening in the chat. If you did not get your question answered, please go over to the community chat. There is a um, coronavirus tips uh, and discussion or something like that, a chat channel there. Go ahead and pop your questions in there and um, the community will continue to have that conversation there as well. Thank you again so much. Uh, Please join us or have your staff join us at our online masterclass if they have not yet attended. We are very, very thankful for the community here, and we know that this is the absolute secret sauce of the world. This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock Partner Missional Marketing, an SEO and advertising services provider. Connect with Missional Marketing today at rockrms.com slash partners.